Welcome to Real Estate 360. And now, your hosts and experts, Steve Connolly and Jason Miles. Well, thank you, thank you, and welcome to Real Estate 360. I am Jason Miles, and I am here with Steve Connolly. Is that what they're calling you today? Yeah, that's what they call me. (laughs) Hashtag unemployable. It may have something to do with the way I look. I I think it is. I think it is. I don't have any tats or anything like that. No, no. I think it has something to do with the bling, maybe. Maybe it's the sunglasses. I'm not quite sure. Could be. (laughs) Maybe it's the hair. (laughs) I don't think it's the hair. No. Because I can, you know, I can relate. Albeit I am unemployable as well. That's true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't carry the title. Yeah, so, so maybe you should tell everybody. So Mike, microphone check Steve. Mike check Steve. What are we doing today? <laughs> well, we are going to talk about uh, <laughs> three things <laughs> that every wholesaler <laughs> needs to know. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, three things you said, right? Yeah. Because I was so unfocused. Now, for all of those that are listening and not watching, you've got to go to uh, Real Estate 360's uh, YouTube channel and just see the vision. The vision. Uh, of, of what's here, of what, what unemployable we have. looks like. Yeah, come see what unemployable <laughs> looks like. Come see. And, oh, by the way, shameless plug, it would be great for those people that are listening on a podcast, uh, iTunes, or whatever, you know, listen, uh, drop us a line. Tell us what you think, whether you love us or you hate us. You know, write something. You know, give us a comment. Leave a comment. We love to hear that stuff, good or bad. Okay? Yes, we do. Please, please do. So iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all that great stuff. Go there. Download what we have. Subscribe. And just leave a comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to know, uh, what you feel about the content you have, and we can kind of, or that we have, excuse me, and then we can go from there. But today... Yes. Myself and uh, Microphone Steve over here, Microphone Check Steve, are going to be talking about, can you say it again? Mike Check Steve. Mike Check Steve. Mike Check Steve. We don't need the phone in there. You know? oh, my, my bad, my bad. That's Maybe all right. Keep it, keep it short there. Yeah. But today we're going to be talking about the three things that wholesalers need to know. Correct. In order to be effective. It, yes. Well, actually, effective and also as a preliminary, okay, tell me these three things so I'll know if I need to look any deeper into this thing or not. Okay, because I'm I'm feeling like I need to look a little deeper into this motif right now. Okay. <laughs> all right. Things are not always as they appear. You know, I get that. I get that too, you know, because right now, I mean, we look pretty similar, right? Yeah, we do. You know, especially when my hair is down. And uh, I got to tell you, just a sidebar, you know, when I'm running around and I'm, you know, knocking on doors and I'm yeah. dealing with sellers and all that good stuff, I don't have any issues, right? None, right? none whatsoever. No one has ever, that I know of, said, oh, man, I'm not going to do business with this guy because of his look or whatever the case. Well, didn't I tell you how I felt first time I saw you? Uh, you you must have <laughs> felt like a supermodel just walked in the closing room. <laughs> well, you know. You had your dreads down. Right, right. Like like I have mine down right now. That's exactly so that's right. That's a little clue in case somebody wants to go, you know, <laughs> check this out. Because, you know. Real and, Estate 360. Yes, <laughs> that's right. So the first time I saw you, you know, I mean, you're you're kind of huge, you know. I've six heard Six foot something, yeah. and four, I think. Yep, six, four. And two, three, four hundred. Yeah, I'm, I'm up there a little bit. Not four hundred, I'm sorry. I apologize. I'm up there a bit. So, 
And with the dreads down and, you know. It's the hair that actually weighs the most. Oh, is it? I'm only like 187 pounds. That explains it's a lot. The, that's the, that sure the other 130 <laughs> pounds comes from my hair. So I saw you and you, you know, you're smiling like, you know, this is, you know, I'm thinking, what the hell is this? You know, I'm thinking, damn. <laughs> Predator just walked said, in. And then I got to know you and I said, you know, I want to be more like Miles. And that's why I'm like, you know, doing this that's what today, I'm you know, it's like one of these days you're going to be as white as me. It, but that's going to happen. I mean, if you turn my hand over, I'm already there. Yeah, you are. <laughs> So, or maybe I'm gonna be as dark as you. I'm not sure what, what whatever. Yeah. It is what it is, and you know what? That goes that bodes very well that story uh, to what it is we talk about on a regular basis, and that is this is a lifestyle industry. It's a lifestyle business. There's no separation of church and state here. No, that's you know, right. this is if you're doing real estate, this is your this is a lifestyle. You know, you have to be. Uh, Familiar with the language. You have to be familiar with the players. You have to know your processes, know your numbers. This is a lifestyle. It's not a hobby. You know, people that are. It's not? No, people that are playing the game of real estate yeah. might as well just buy a really, really nice Monopoly board and stay at home and don't lose any money. Because if you're not playing the game, if you're not in the lifestyle yeah. of this, uh, the odds of you losing are staggeringly high. Sort of like what I've done recently on the stock market. But anyway. Um, <laughs> it's not your fault. <laughs> lifestyle is, and that's one of the reasons I come in here, you know, like I do with different things. Yeah. Because you know? it's just a lifestyle. I mean, whatever lifestyle you want to be. And, you know, obviously I have a, a, a lot of things I, I'd kind of like to be. That's right. Today it's, <laughs> ja today it's uh, Jamaican-esque. Yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> so, but, you know, we're having fun. But we want to deliver some value to our listeners. Absolutely. To the max. And Absolutely. Uh, that's what we're about. We're, we're about real estate investing and, and how we can communicate that to other people mm -hmm. that, that are interested in this. And, and if you walk down the street and you ask 10 people in a row if they've ever, if they're in, in real estate investing or they ever wanted to be in real estate investing, like 9.5 of them are going to say, yeah, man, I, I want to be in real estate investing or I've done it and. I want to do more. Uh, so our audience is broad. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. And, again, this is a lifestyle. If you are waking up in the morning and you are feeling like, oh, I hate what I'm doing or I just don't want to do get in traffic or I don't want to wake up this early, whatever it is, if you're not happy when you wake up in the morning, you need to be doing something else. And even if it's real estate that you're doing and you, you're just not happy, yeah, you need to find something that makes you happy and just do that. For us, it's real estate. It's the ability to wake up every day and know that things are not going to be the same. There's no real, you know, this isn't a mundane lifestyle, right? Now you can make it be that way yeah. or you can create other avenues of learning because, listen, there is a ton of opportunity inside the real estate world to make money, not just in wholesaling, you know, not just in fixing and flipping, but there's money in being the middle guy, you know. Connecting the dots, um, money that you can get from lenders, money that you can get as a as a owner in terms of long term holds, whether it's commercial, residential, multifamily, even land. Yeah. You know, uh, depending on what you're doing with the land and the tax advantages of owning certain types of real estate, there are so many ways for you to not just earn money in the real estate uh, industry, if you will, 
but to protect the money you already have, to preserve the capital you already have. There's, you know, and that preservation comes with tax advantages and a little bit of increased uh, uh, revenue. You know, I'm glad you're saying what you're saying, and you've outlined a whole bunch of different avenues that people can travel down in mm-hmm. real estate. Right. And what I have found is that um, I've heard somebody say, I can't remember who it was, whatever it is you're doing, if you know, if you you know, if you don't like what you're doing, it might not be the thing that you're doing. It might be the way that you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Or with with real estate, there's some certain aspects of real estate that I don't really care for. Yeah, yeah. Kind of can't see right now. Let me. <laughs> they got to grow the other way. The other way. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, that's I can't do that. All right. So anyway, um, so there's stuff I don't really care for in the real estate mm-hmm. business, mm-hmm. but there's stuff that I love to do in the real estate business. So I guess what I do the things I love to do. That's right. I'm not going to get up every day and do stuff I don't want to do. That's right. I mean, I might, but how long is that going to last? And how long are we going to be happy doing that? That's exactly. But that's because you've learned not to chase money. Right. You know, exactly. ultimately, that's what it comes down to, right? Sure. Uh, some For some people, it's not necessarily chasing money. It's the, it's the idea of a security net, you know, with their job or whatever it is. Hey, we get, I get a check yeah. on Friday for X amount of dollars. I know how to live my life. From there, yes, I'll be broke on Monday, yeah. but I get paid again on Friday, so we get to start the cycle all over again. That's so right. It's That's not right. the kind of life I want to live, right? <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that most people, if, if truly given a choice, they would not do that. But that choice comes with your willingness and ability to take action. Hey, and there's nothing wrong with, with you know, having a job, no. working 40 hours and getting a paycheck and doing whatever you do. There's plenty of people that are perfectly happy doing that. Absolutely. Yeah. And nothing that, wrong with that. At there all. is nothing wrong with that. I mean, our society is built on all types. Yeah. And the reality of that is everyone can't be a boss, mm. right? Whatever your definition of a boss is. Yeah. Right. That the person that sits on the pile, you know, uh, you know, pulls the, you know, they're the Geppetto of their life. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're the ones that are handling all of everything, you know, for a lot of people, that's a lot of pressure. Yeah. And that's understandable. But, you know, we're here to have conversations today specifically about the needs of people that are wholesaling. Because we run across a lot of wholesalers or quasi-wholesalers. Right. You know, people that are just basically remarketing, as we were talking about earlier. Yeah. And uh, they're not really investors. You know, they're traders. And more specifically, they're day traders. They're really marketers. A lot of them are just... You know, regurgitating marketing material. That's right. But we want to talk about what it means for or what you need to know as a wholesaler, as a real wholesaler, to truly be effective and to create value for yourself in the market. But right now, we need to take a quick break. Do you need to sell your house? Well, our company will buy, will buy your house. We make the process very fast, very easy, and it's all cash. All you have to do is give us a call today. We'll buy your house. Click 833willbuy.com. That's 833-W-E-L-L-B-U-Y.com. Or call 833willbuy. Se habla español, llámanos, call us today.
All right, we are back. We are back. Thank you for sticking with us. My name is Jason Miles with Real Estate 360 Show. Steve Connolly. And Steve, we are talking about the three things that wholesalers truly need to know. True. To be a successful wholesaler and really make the most money that they can possibly make potentially in, in any given deal. It's the three basic information items that everyone needs to know before they start pursuing whatever, you know, the mm-hmm. property. You and, know. and what are those three basic items? The three basic items are, one, what's the after-repaired value? You're going to hear us say ARV a lot. And, you know, we kind of, that's the jargon in the industry, if you will. But that means after-repaired value. So if somebody comes in, by, we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. The second one is how much is it going to cost to fix it to get it to the ARV? Yeah, the renovation cost. The renovation cost. And number three is how much are they selling this thing for now? Today's value. You well, know, how much can... What's the asking price? Right. What are so they how do we, and how do we get to that asking price? And how do you build the profit in it for yourself as a wholesaler? Right. Exactly. Right? So those are, the, those are the three things we're going to talk about today. So there are... Getting right into it, so there are there's a lot that goes into understanding what the ARV can actually be, right? There's a massive amount of information, <laughs> and there's a lot of interpolation that you need to put into oh, this. Oh, man, that was one I haven't heard before. Well, you know, just because <laughs> I look like I'm from Jamaica doesn't mean I speak like I'm from Jamaica, man. Jamaica so, interpolation though, that was pretty good. I, I gotta look that one up. <laughs> <laughs> but right. no, please, please, please go ahead. So there's a lot that goes into yes. as you like to say, the interpolation. Yes, sir. Of, <laughs> of the valuation of a particular property, right? That's yes, sir. Yeah, if I needed to know throw in another Asian in there somewhere and I then know, it would you really look good. good. <laughs> so here's it, and we we use Zillow a lot for this, yeah. and and we're going to have a seminar on how to use Zillow uh, September the 15th, Saturday, September 15th, 12th. And by the way, you know, it all includes the Continental Breakfast. Absolutely. And go to the website for that. It's uh, realestate360show.com. Correct. So you can, you can find that information out there as well. But there's, there's a lot that goes into... Uh, the valuation, or when I say there's a lot that goes into it, and I, what I'm really saying is, what do you want to do with this property, right? Do you want to fix it and flip it on a retail level? Do you want to do a rent-ready renovation? I mean, what is the outcome here, really? Because that's going to determine, you know, the, the kind of work you do to it is going to determine the kind of value that the property can get once it is renovated. Correct. Right? So... Most wholesalers are going to go for the straight highest ARV as possible, correct? Of course we will. Absolutely. <laughs> so, and, and, there's, and there's a thing that people need, as buyers really need to kind of think about. So if you're a buyer and your objectives are to renovate this property and rent it out, your ARV might not be the 300000 that was initially listed because that 300000 is going to be set aside for the people that did a spectacular renovation to the property, right? That's true. And, and as wholesalers, we have to take maybe an approach n- without necessarily knowing what someone is going to do with the property. We mm-hmm. just have to say, okay, 
here it is. And there's a lot of different ways to market that once mm-hmm. once we have it under control. Now, that's another whole another right. segment. That's right. Uh, control. But um, so we might take an approach of, okay, we're going to market this as a fix and flip property, maximum retail. So mm-hmm. we have to make certain assumptions that somebody's going to come in and do a great job when right. they renovate it. If they're going to come in and do a, a you know, a poor job of renovation mm-hmm. or a rent ready renovation, mm-hmm. as you like to call them, uh, and try to get maximum retail, you know, those two things, they don't go together. They don't. And a lot of that as a wholesaler, you're going to determine really what that property based on where it's at. Right. So there are sections of every city that we know are rent are rental communities. Correct. You know, retailing a property there isn't going to get you any more value than what it's already worth. doesn't matter what you do to it. It's only worth what it's worth. You know, we all know here in Atlanta where the hundred, dollars $120,000 communities are. Sure. It doesn't matter what you do to that. You can go to that property and put in, you know, tier five granite and, you know, the best cabinets ever. That isn't going to add any more value to that property. It's still going to be worth $120,000, right? That's right. It's not your cost materials plus what you paid for it plus a profit is that's that's the retail price. That's not the way it works. That's right. That's it's right. what somebody is willing to pay and and what the property will appraise for. Mm-hmm. You know, there's been plenty of people who've written contracts on properties through the conventional financing and then they send an appraiser in there and maybe the appraisal comes back as, you know, thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars less right. than the contract price. Hey, guess what? The lender's not going to lend you that much money. That's right. So you're either going to have to put up that money as the buyer or you're going to have to take that off the price as the seller or find some kind of happy medium between the two of you. But what that does for the market is it now pushes the price, the values in that, but in that market up the ARVs in that particular immediate area. Anyway, uh, those values will go up that 20 or $30,000 or $40,000 at that point, because now you have a new comp in that area. That will substantiate that. If and it was higher. If it was you know, higher. If, if right. they ended up doing that. Unless, yeah, if they now, if the seller just said, okay, I'll take the lower price. I mean, those are based on comparable sales of what's been selling in the, in the same area. So it could be about the same. That's exactly right. So in an, in an effort to get back to yes. how you determine uh, these after repair values. Now, a lot of people will go to uh, their go-to pe- person, which in a lot of cases is a realtor. Yeah. Because even we talk about in building our success teams, we talk about having realtors slash brokers on your team. And you want them there for a lot of different reasons. But here's the thing. If I'm out here looking at, oh, I don't know, 20, 30 properties a week. Yeah. Right? Because we know that there are people that are looking at 50, 60. Absolutely. I mean, even if you're looking at simply just 10. Hey, when I started, I was looking at 20 a day. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) Now, if you're pulling those and you don't have access to MLS and you've got a friend that does, that friend that's an agent, now that friend is trying to earn their living, right? So here you come, you know, every day, every other day with, you know, 10 or 20 properties that you say, hey, I need to know the ARVs on these. I need to know, you know, what they can sell for fully renovated and, and what they look like in the comparables. I need what are called CMAs. On, on each one of these properties, right? Or some version of a CMA. A CMA stands for a, com, a competitive market analysis. Comparative. Excuse me, comparative market analysis. Oh, I didn't mean to correct you. No, I appreciate you correcting <laughs> yes. And 
they're going to be spending a ton of time trying to get information for you and they're not getting anything done. So they might do it because you're best buddies right now, but and they might do it for a little while. But after a couple of weeks of that, you know, they're going to start answering your phone calls less. You know, you're going to wear them out. <laughs> you're going to wear them all the way out. Yeah. So they're not really going to be there for you when you need value. So you have to find these valuations. So now today we have tools that are available to you. So you don't have to become an agent to have access to MLS. There are tools that are available to us today that M, uh, that offer sales that aren't necessarily in MLS because MLS only counts the sales that are done through MLS. That's right. You know, there are sales that are, you know, cash sales that happen off the books all the time of properties that are not listed on the MLS. And you sometimes you need to know that, especially in the climate that we're in today, because we have to know, because our lenders want to know, what the as-is value of that property is as well. Correct. So by utilizing uh, systems like Zillow, Trulia, Redfin. And even Realtor.com. There's information there, too. Yeah. You You can see all this stuff. That's right. So you just pop in the address. You filter all the stuff. You know, maybe this is an 800-square-foot house. Yeah. (laughs) You know, (laughs) because we see a lot of that today. We do. As we've talked about before, people today in the market we have today, you actually have to create opportunities. You have to create your deals today. So it's not a matter of, oh, I found a great 1,600-square-foot home. I don't have to add any square footage to it. I can just go in and fix it up and get it sold. That's great. But everybody's looking for that exact same house. They are. Everyone. And there are people with big pocketbooks that are just ready to stroke a check to buy that thing as fast as possible. Definitely. So you have to create your deals. You have to create your value. And that happens a lot of times by looking at some of these smaller properties and finding ways to create the value there. It's vitally important, though, to understand what it is you're looking at when you're doing your research on whether it's Zillow, Redfin, or Truly, or any of those. It doesn't really matter because, you know, you're looking at this information. But what does it mean? I mean, I've had a lot of people say, I don't. I know what I'm looking at here. Can't I just go off the Z estimate? No. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know because uh, I had we had somebody working with us, and uh, she said, "Hey, you got to get down there and buy this house right now because from what I can see, the value is like 350." And I knew the neighborhood. And I said, "This is no way." Right. You know. I said, "She said, well, I'm looking at comps right here on Zillow that have there's three houses at 350." And, um, so I went over and looked at, you know, I looked at the Zillow and there were three houses that were three fifty, three hundred and seventy eight dollars And they all had the same exact weird sales price. Right. Right. I said, no, what's going on here is this is a package sale that somebody has bought these three houses and they mm-hmm. paid $350,768 for all three. Right. So that's not a comp. Yeah. And you have to know these things, you know, you have to know what it is you're looking at. That's right. What's going to teach you that experience or learning from people who are experienced, uh, like, um, hmm, who could that be? Uh, oh, it could be us. It could, could be, be us. Yeah. yeah. It could be a little bit, a little bit. Yep. So, and, and that's why we're doing these things. And, and our seminars are 20 bucks. You know, I mean, it's not, they're not, they're not, I've been pushing know, for 5,000. That's but, right. <clears throat> these are commitment numbers. Yeah. Excuse me. So listen, <clears throat> That's what 
That's what it means to understand what your ARV is. But we've got to take a quick break. And then and we can talk about how to determine your renovation costs. Next. Let's do it. Yeah. We are back. We are back. Thank you for sticking around. Steve, where are we going to do next? For Real Estate 360, you know, we got to cover all the degrees, all 360 degrees. Absolutely. So, so we're going to talk about how to determine the renovation costs on a piece of property. Okay, but first, we yes. have a correction. Yes, we do. So uh, the date given was September 15th, Saturday, September 15th. But in actuality, it is the 14th, Saturday, the 14th of September. That we're doing our seminar on how to use Zillow for all of your research. Absolutely. And you're a master at that too, by the way. You know what? I think we both are. Yeah. We can can just kind of go in there, whether it's on our phone, on our computer, and just pull up stuff. Mm-hmm. and see what's going on over there. So that's always really good to be able to do because it helps you when you're on the fly. Absolutely. Unlike how we started this business out, <laughs> you know. Right. So you or this to... show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so you got you to gotta get in there. So the next most important thing, thank you for that correction, by the way, is understanding what the renovation costs are going to be. Now, I just want to tell a quick story about that. So we, we have, I learned this early. We have a lot of people that come to us right now and say, hey, I got this property. Whether it's their property or it's a, a remarket thing that, you know, they're just pitching us someone else's deal. Uh, where I know one wholesaler in particular, uh, we both know, uh, and they love to give you the super high ARV mm-hmm. and this super, super low cost to renovate. Right. And you're looking at the price of the property and you're saying, okay, I can buy this place for a hundred and their numbers. Right. And now it's going to be worth $380,000. Yeah. That's a no brainer. Sign me up. Exactly. <laughs> right? You know, that is absolutely incorrect. Mm. So we get a lot of this particular wholesale wholesalers deals are constantly coming through. And you know what? There might be, a good deal in there if you're really willing to look through the deals or if you look at them, if, once you're familiar with the areas, you know, you can look at it at a glance and say, okay, that's a good price for that property. Or, you know, maybe I can negotiate a little bit because you know who that seller is. Right. And you know that there's probably a ton of money on top of it, right? Maybe, maybe not. But you, you, you know, if it looks semi-decent, you got to go in, you got to look at it, and you have to really determine values. But wholesalers are notoriously bad at determining what the value or the cost, excuse me, of a renovation is going to be. Now they don't have to be perfect. No, but they got to be in the ballpark. That would help. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Right. When you tell me 40 and we go in and we see that it's 90. Yeah. That's a little bit of a difference. Exactly. And it changes that's the whole called parameter. A cost overrun. <laughs> yeah. Serious. Whoa. I mean, we're not building a nuclear plant here. <laughs> well, that's you know what, what I'm saying? saying. <laughs> so, but, you know? but it sounds like it, you know, from it that. Does. But that, but that's what, if you're doing retail renovations, depending on what you have to do to the property, I mean, that that's what it has to be. But these wholesalers need to know that stuff because as a new wholesaler, if you're looking at a property and you just say, I think it's going to be 50000 it's going to be at least 50000 Because right. to you, it sounds like a lot of money. It just may not be enough money. More than likely, it's not going to be. 
and there's there's honestly there's huge variations and and there's a lot of things that are you know can go either way i mean what kind of granite what kind of cabinets you're going to do right what is your contractor thinking and who is your contractor is he an investor contractor or is he a what we call retail contractors mm-hmm. and the retail contractors are the ones that you know they have a lot higher overhead they're dealing with people that like to change their mind a lot, you know. Yeah, yeah. They're they're in the higher uh, price dollars, you know. Maybe they, they're dealing with a lady who wants to do this, and she changes her mind next week. So you know they have to price things a lot higher. Yeah. Us investors, man, we just we know what we want. We want this tier one granite, the same one we used last time. Those, those cabinets, <laughs> you know that that vanity over there. Bam, you know, put them in. How much? Yeah. And uh, you know when we're dealing with these new investors i had one on one house and she got three different quotes mm-hmm. and one was about what we had said it was going to be this was a pretty conservative about you know 30 or 40,000 somewhere in there and so she got one about that price she got one for about 70 she got one for 125,000 mm-hmm. dollars i mean so uh guess what she was totally confused yeah and you know what as an investor especially as a new investor right you know those that difference in in cost is so far out there for them. You know, one, they feel like somebody's been lying to them. Yeah. You know, somebody is lying to them or trying to cheat them. Uh, and they just don't know which way to go because there's such a huge difference in, in the cost. So you really have to be, I mean, that that's another conversation about the cost to renovate, which is very good, though, yeah. in terms of dealing with contractors. But it's imperative as a wholesaler that you have some form some system yes. that you can utilize to determine values, even if you don't know what things cost. Exactly. Right? You have to work with people again that you know know how to do this or at least create processes that will allow you to go and within a 5 or 10% cost range, you'll be able to – you got it all together over there. I'm working on you it. You guys got to be – you got to <laughs> look at this on YouTube. I'm working on it. Uh, but uh, it. you have to it. be able to be within that 5 or 10% actual cost of getting these renovation jobs done. And and we've kind of figured out, uh, out a way mm. uh, to make that easier for people to just kind of go out. You know, all you have to know is the square footage and be able to say yes or no to certain line items, right? Exactly. And and you don't, you know, it's not hard to find the square footage. You just go on Zillow. And sometimes those things, hey, listen, sometimes yeah. they're wrong. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So you, you got to go into these houses with your eyeballs open. That's right, because we looked at a house that said on Zillow and on another site, it said 2,800 square feet. Right. And we looked in several places because when we walked the property, we said, listen, this is not 2,800 square feet. (laughs) If this is 2,800 square feet, I mean, I, you know, I must have grown three times my size in the last, you know, 12 hours because this thing is minuscule. Oh, yeah. You know, and uh, we had to we had to do a lot then. It's at that point you got to start looking at tax records and see. But. In this case, tax records were even wrong. Well, that's where they, they pulled it from. <laughs> that's exactly More right. More than likely. You know, that's so. exactly right. So right. we had to have uh, an appraiser come out, you know, someone come out and measure that thing because no one actually knew what the actual square footage is outside of the eyeball we were giving it. And, you know, you were talking about the form, and it's actually an Excel spreadsheet Correct. that will calculate what a roof will cost, what your softened fascia will cost. How much, you know, to put in for doors and windows, yeah. carpet, paint. Uh, you're going to have to get some 
education if you want to put in your structural issues. Right. Uh, but you've got landscaping in there. It's pretty inclusive. Yeah, it now, is. Now, it's not the end-all, be-all to everything. It's just a great place to start. Right. It's it's a, a good estimator uh, form. And, and then at the end of it, there's a place to put in, okay, contingencies mm-hmm. and, okay, what about a, a 10% contingency above the contingencies for overruns and mm-hmm. unexpected things. Cause how many times have we seen unexpected things? Oh, constantly. I mean, it's every single deal, right? Yeah, that's right. You know, I mean, there isn't one that goes by where I can't think of one that I've done in all honesty, uh, other than, as you like to say, uh, something that you got to slap the ugly off of it. You know, you're going to spend <laughs> right. 10,000, you know, you're not going over 10,000 because you're just going to fix that $10,000 worth of stuff. And that's that. Yeah. But outside of that, when you're doing full renovations, listen, things are going to come up. Um, people are always going to say, especially if you're working with other clients, when you have these cost overruns, you know, they're not going to like it at all. You know, there are contractors, like you said, that you can utilize where they have bid. They'll give you a bid where n- no matter what, it's not going to go over that particular price, but it's going to be super high. Yes, sir. It's going to be big. <laughs> it's going to be big. And if they don't go over, you know, they're just going to keep that money. Yeah. Basically, if they bid it out at 120000 and it winds up being 80000 they just made an extra forty grand in a lot of cases. And, you know, I mean, they may be worth that or they may not. It just depends. Right. But I'll guarantee you the contractors that can put this stuff together, they earn their money. Yeah. I mean, they really yeah. do. And uh because uh, it's it's challenging to get people to do what you want them to do, and the and <laughs> in a timely manner, and communicate it, and then follow up and inspect it, and make sure yeah. that what you told them is what they did, and then that's and you get over there, and and it's like, where did this come from? Right, you know, well, right, and you know what? And that goes into the processes, processes right. that are uh, process implementation that changes on a consistent basis. Okay, from contractor to contractor. I mean. We've had contractors where we started out perfect. Communication was great. Yeah. They knew exactly what we needed uh, done and wanted done. And that same contractor a little later on just kind of fell off the cliff. And you have to look and say, okay, well, why is that? Is it because they're bad? Is it because they've got too much on their plate? Yeah. You know, what? what is that? Maybe they don't have systems and processes in place. Who knows? So it's, it's a lot easier, having said that, and, and again, this is just my opinion, it's a lot easier to open up the dialogue and say, hey, listen, how can I help you do what you do better? Because you've already proven you know what to do. Right. What's going on? Is it, what, a, is it a life challenge? How can we do it? How, what can we do? Can we bring in a, a, someone to inspect these things so that you know you, Absolutely. you're over here doing some other job? And more often than not, that's just having the communication and adding something to the process where you could say, okay, here it is written. Here's what we're doing. Project management software is great for that. We should do systems, excuse me. a seminar on how to determine these costs using the form. And why don't we do that in November? Whenever the, the Saturday is in November, we'll, we'll come back with Absolutely. a date on that one. Yeah, that'll be great because, listen, you guys are out there and you're looking for deals every day. Yeah. And you may not really know. I mean, you're just kind of eyeballing or maybe you're trying to get a contractor to come out there and do it for you and they're charging you, you know, 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 75 bucks, whatever. You know, this is going to help you move through your process a lot faster. And don't worry about it not being exact because, like you said just a second ago, Mm -hmm. if you pick five contractors, five contractors are going to give you five different prices. Absolutely, they will. So, you know, we go off the cost of what 
it's supposed to be for the area, you know, the city that we're in. And that's how we build those. And they work effectively here uh, for you in the city of Atlanta or in the state of Georgia, period. Let's take a break. So, yeah, let's take a quick break and get right back. I hope you guys got a lot out of that. See you in a few. All right, we are back. We are back, and thank you again for riding with us. I hope you guys are enjoying the information that we have for you today. Uh, Steve. Yes. What is our third point? Our third point is what is the asking price? And and we were just discussing this. Um, what do we mean asking price? Are we buying? Are we selling? So we're looking at the buying side. Yeah, yeah. So what are they asking for this yeah, what is property. the seller that we have identified as a seller willing to sell us yes. this property for? Exactly. Now, let me tell you a little story. I was had printed off a whole Hold bunch. Hold on a second. Is this like a dream sequence story? No, no. Okay. No, all right. This is like yeah, this is a flashback. <laughs> got it. Got it. It's okay. not really a dream sequence. It's a Hit little flashback. Button. Hit the laugh button. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, so I printed off a bunch of these houses, you know, because – it's, this is a sorting process. This whole real estate thing is just a sorting and an understanding of value process, right? Mm. So I had like a hundred, you know, of these things printed off, you know, like MLS or Zillow sheets or whatever. And on there, I'm, I'm looking for a couple things to determine, you know, what, what, what I want. And one of those of course is the asking price. That's one of the major things. Yes. And so we already know we we've talked about what the ARV is. So all these are in that one particular area. So I know what the ARV is, right? All right. You guys are laughing. Stop it. And <laughs> so we, I kind of have an idea what the renovation costs are. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, so I'm looking at the, the, the asking price. <laughs> and so I've got a hundred of these and I'm just flipping through. And this guy I know who's, who's kind of a real estate investor. I'm flipping through these. And he's and I'm I'm going like this and this and this and this and then okay here's one I set it over here I keep going and I end up with like five I'm sorting right right, right. and he looks at me and says damn I've never seen anybody <laughs> sort property so fast I said it's just a sorting process and what am I looking for I'm looking for the best price for the the biggest number of square footage in an area that I know right and I know about what it's going to cost to fix it so. It, I'm looking for the best price on on the size. Right. And so once I've got that, then I sort that down a little further. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's that's the whole game that's now. Pretty, pretty good game. Pretty that's good pretty game. much it. Yes, it is. <clears throat> okay. So all right, I got to get all these. I don't know what's so funny. I mean, I have no clue, but uh, I'm serious again, about this. I know. Once again, if you guys are listening to this, you have got to go to the Real Estate 360 Show channel on YouTube. Just you got to get there. You got to get there. Uh, and listen to us, download us, subscribe to us on the podcast as well. But uh, again, why do I do that? Why am I doing that? Because if we, if I can sort down to the five. And then I can go drive those and look at them and verify that what I think I'm seeing on paper is in reality what I'm seeing. Then, um, then those a, are the ones such that, a diva. I know. Stop it. So you're just teasing me. Now cut it, cut it out. Now, um, so 
I'm going to go verify what I think I'm hallucinating here on these pages here. Right, right. right. And so, oh, well, this was looks. This is nowhere near what I thought it was going to be. Oh, I thought it was going to be 50 to renovate. It's going to be 250 or right, whatever. Right. It's a teardown. Or, oh, oh, there's a burn damage that didn't mention it on there. Mm. You know, so skip all those so I get down to two. I'm trying to find the two that are going to give us the best opportunity, the closest thing to our formula. Yes. Our ARV times 70% minus, and I, I know it's not nice to go through numbers on the air like this, but it's good though. We it's got good. To. It's good because they can always go to the podcast or the channel and, right. and hear it again. Right. Times 70% minus your renovation costs equals your. Well, minus your potential profit as well. Okay. Right. Well, yeah, from a yeah. wholesaler's point of from view. From a wholesaler's perspective. Yeah, yeah. Minus your profit gives you your Mayo. Yes, your maximum allowable offer, your MAO, which is a common term. I wish we could have coined it. Yeah. But it's a common term. It is. <laughs> so once I've sorted all those things down, now I have the highest opportunity for a successful offer. Yeah. Because now those prices are as close to the Mayo as I can get them. And some of them may be better. Than the mayo, some of them may be a little higher than the mayo. That's right. So, you know how how that works, guys. Is Steve? First of all, I like your your process, the sorting process. Mm -hmm. I think that's important. It's a time saver. Yeah. You know, um, a lot of people are just going to put in those hundred offers, and and you know wait for the phone to ring or or just get a response from them, which ultimately you wind up with the one or two anyway. That's right. So save yourself a bunch of time and driving and gas and so on and so forth. But you know, once you've determined what that ARV is, and let's just kind of use some uh, some numbers here, right? Let's say you've looked at this house, and again, you've determined that fully renovated, this market, this home will bear a $300,000 sale, an after-repair value, Yeah. right? So you said, okay, that's pretty good. Now you've gone in and you've determined that it's going to take 75000 to renovate it by using the uh, construction worksheet. Okay. And it says, okay, 75000 is what it's going to cost to do this. So it's now your 300000 that you have times the 70%. Now, the 70% is what the lender is going to lend, or any given, any lender today is generally going to lend 70 to 75%. Any hard money, private yeah. investor, yeah. equity type lender is looking at that 70% number. And, and that's what all the, the buyers are looking for because they want to leverage their money. That's exactly right. Yeah. So that's that 70%. So 70% of 300 is what? $210,000. $210,000. So we have $210,000 where everything is going to be inside that number now. The cost to renovate is going to be in that number. Right. Your purchase price and your profit is going to be in that number. Yeah. Right? So it's 300000 times 70% equals two hundred and ten. We've already determined that the renovation is going to be seventy five. So we have to subtract that now. From the two hundred and ten thousand, right. That's going to give us what? One hundred thirty-five. That's right. One hundred thirty-five thousand. Now we're back down to just two more variables: the actual cost that you're going to pay for that property and your profit. So now it turns into how much do you want to make? Realistically, how much can you make sometimes too? I mean, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you know, exactly. Because it depends on you know what the seller's willing to accept. That's right, and you just never know. Yeah. You know, sometimes like us, uh, when we see. You know, we may have an idea of what that person is going to sell that property for. We may not, but we're going to start off somewhere around, a, you know, ten, twelve thousand dollar profit mark. You know, in our mind, it doesn't mean we're just going to offer one hundred and twenty thousand. No, you know, we're not going to 
We're not going to start off where we want to finish. Well, we've got the 135. We say, let's take 10 off. Yeah. So that leaves us with 125. Maximum. And that's and that's kind of where we want to end up. That's and right. sometimes, you know, we might end up at 128, you know. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes we might wind up at 108. That's right. You know, you just never know. I mean, you set a mark for yourself to hit. It's not... It's not an absolute. It's not written in stone. It's like you said, it's what you want to make and what you can make are two different things. So you just get in there and you start making offers. You find out how much you want to make. Maybe that's 10, maybe that's 15. And then you start making offers well below that $120,000, $125,000 mark to see where that seller wants to wind up. And you bring your contracts with you. Yeah. You know, you don't say, you know, okay, we're going to offer this. I'll be back tomorrow. You know, a lot of people will do that. Oh, you I know. know. And they oh, never I'll send back. you a DocuSign. Or they'll try to come back, but the seller has now talked to three other people Yeah, that have offered him maybe more money, maybe a quicker close. So you've lost your opportunity to close. Now, that's all part of the negotiations process, but you're there, and you've done the work, and you have to consummate the deal while you are together at the moment that everyone says yes hey, to the I, questions. I, I remember one time I forgot my contract. And I had a I had a purchase that I was doing, and you know I said, "Hey, do you have a piece of paper and a pencil? Yeah, or a pen? Yeah." And we, I wrote a. I, I wasn't going to wait. That's right. I said, "We're going to sit down. I'm going to write a contract right here, right now." That's and right. so we just wrote it out, and I said, "Here, sign that." He signed it. I signed it. Bam. Contract. And and that's legal. That's sure, a legal I'm, document. Absolutely. Now. So and that's and that's what you do. So listen, we have covered today. How Everything to, you need to know about as a wholesaler. Wholesaling investing. You know, how do you get your ARVs? Where do you go? What do you look for? Use those filters on on Zillow, on Trulia, whatever it is you choose to look for. Use those filters. Look at what properties are selling. Even if you're looking at a small, tiny house and you know it needs to be larger to get these values, look at what those other values are because it's going to help you determine what your renovation costs are. Right. We've talked about how you can uh, get involved or get uh, those renovation costs. And, oh, by the way, if you want to, to uh, look at those sheets or get a copy of those sheets, reach out to us. At On uh, realestate360show.com. realestate360show.com. Uh, leave us a message. Hit the contact button. You know, Send us an email. Yep. And we'll, we'll send them to you. And we'll get to you. That's or better right. yet, you know, we're going to have a seminar on that in November. That's right. Or come to the one on September 14th. September 14th, which is? Zillow. It's how to use Zillow, but I promise you we're going to be going over all of these other things. And we're doing one October 19th Yes, on success in your first 30 days. Yes. Everybody says, hey, man, I need to make money on my first one in order to survive to the next one, right? Yeah. And guess what? The first one to make money on, that's the hardest, hardest yeah. one. Yeah. R- rookies are going to make mistakes. Because that's the point of... Not just the mistakes they make, but it hasn't. It's the method hasn't been proven to them yet, right? And and they and you know they see it on TV and they think, oh, I can do that. Yeah, it's not the same no, on television as it is in the real life world. Out there. That's right. There's you a know? lot more work that goes into it, and these things aren't preordained to be. No. So you know you have to really put in the work. So we want you to know these things, and we want you to be successful if you're going to be out there. Because a lot of times we're going to wind up working with a lot of the wholesalers that are out there. I mean we. We, we, we work with a lot of people. Or if you're working with other people, it's important that those buyers respect your work. And they're only going to do that if you do great work. If they know, hey, this person has a 
this is a quality um, a project or an offer that they're giving us. Right. We can appreciate and respect what it is they, they've put, in on, put down on paper. Exactly. Yeah. Let me say something real quick about our website, realestate360show.com. You can find our uh, uh, streaming, not streaming, but uh, podcast. our podcast, our video playlist, our seminars will, are there. So that's really the only thing you need to remember is realestate360show.com. And make sure you get there. So listen, guys, thank you so much for the time you spent with us today. Go and check us out. We'll see you next week. 